Welcome to another episode of Behind the Baller. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, a.k.a. the greatest jeweler of all time. (laughs) Oh, man. Motherfuckers are triggered. Y'all are mad. Fuck is y'all mad? Y'all guys are so mad for what? You know what I'm saying? I put a list out, you know what I mean? And Jacob could have been number one, no big deal. But the good thing about it is, amongst the 4,000 comments, is that a majority, beyond majority, weren't really mad about me being number one. Um, and that's a given, period. You know what I'm saying? Like, no one really was like, all right, well, yeah, no, you, you top three, you top two, you number one, you number one here and there. No one's tripping on me being number one. It was the fact that um, other people were lower than they should have been. They thought, man, you know what? Make your own list. You know what I'm saying? Some of the arguments are ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? People ain't listening to the rules. They ain't been around long enough. They don't understand the culture of the, of the game. They didn't read the fucking caption. You know what I'm saying? And, and like, again, I said it in my stories, man. You know what? Listen, y'all don't want to make this about an earnings thing. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to hurt motherfuckers' feelings. You know what I'm saying? Outside of Jacob, like, any of these hip-hop cats that's taking every job, they doing everyone's jewelry, that ain't me, bro. You know what I'm saying? And still, I make that seven figures a month. You know what I'm saying? Six figures weekly. Like, y'all don't want to get in the earnings game with me. You know what I'm saying? There's a reason why I talk so much shit. You know, it's like, it's because I'm right. Anyways, welcome to episode three of Behind the Baller. Once again, we're still charting, still doing our thing. Number two on the business, number two on the music. You know what I'm saying? We dropped a few positions, but check it out, man. We're still higher than some of these major, major, major shows that have been around, that got millions of dollars behind it. Again, I'm just a newcomer on the block. I was just meant to do this, you know what I'm saying? I was built for this. I was meant to talk shit. So, you know, this week been cool, you know. Um, I hope you guys like the weekend wrap-up. And obviously, I dropped that top 20 list, and people are mad, and again, fuck them. You know, some homies I know, some celebrities has commented in here and there, and it's like, yo, listen, man, I really don't want to, like, fuck your business up, you know what I'm saying, and fuck your peoples up because you're getting some free promo and shit. But really... You know, it ain't about the streets or anything. It's about the fact that you got motherfuckers out there selling HPHT diamonds. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, I got a 20-carat diamond. I got a 16-carat diamond. I got a 6-carat diamond. It's like, yo, bro, cool. They clarity enhanced. You know what I'm saying? It's 60%, 70% off the price. Like, you know, 80% off. on. It's like, it's like, come on, man. Stop playing. Stop fucking with me. You know? I don't even fucking talk about jewelry like that. So, like, that's why this is the episode that people need to tune into. And this is going to be my biggest episode. No fucking joke. This will be the biggest episode. Even maybe 17 episodes down, this still might be the biggest just because obviously I have a very large jewelry following of jewelry fans. You know what I mean? But like some of the people are out there claiming about, you know, certain jewelers from certain areas. I'm like, yo, bro, y'all really have no fucking idea. You have no clue. Do you want to know why? Because you've never spent money on jewelry. You never spent time with your piece. You've never spent $25,000, dollars $40,000 on a piece of your hard-earned money. And then you live with that piece. You wonder why the shit don't feel the same. It don't look the same as motherfuckers who really spent real bread on their pieces. So don't play this big boy game if you can't play it. You know what I mean? It's not for everybody. So getting right into it. By the way, man, thank you, Lakey, for that funky-ass beat. Um... Thank you, Miles. Thank you, the Dust Brothers, producing this show. You know, today, by the way, is Nipsey Hussle's birthday, so we're going to get into that a little bit later, man. I'll pay tribute to him, you know what I'm saying? But um, this week has been, you know, it's been a tripped-out week. You know, um, took my kids to go see Dora the Explorer, the movie. I don't know what the fuck the shit was called, but I was ready to fall asleep. I was like, yo, listen, let me get a couple hours of sleep in this shit. But 
the end the movie ended up being all right you know what i'm saying it was cool you know i take my kids to the movies and stuff and speaking of which you know i like to only go to theaters that have reserved seating i think pretty much most theaters are going that route and they've been but it's like i like to recline the chairs you know what i'm saying I like to get the snacks you know I like to just i like to do it right you know what i'm saying and it's funny because you go to the movies me and my wife and i take both the boys kaya's not ready for that yet and again you know you leave the house and um, each ticket is 20 bucks. So, you know what I'm saying? You got four people. That's 80 bucks right there, right? Just on tickets. And then it's another 60 just on snacks, right? And then parking's 20. So it's like, without even blinking, that's 160 out the gate just for some fucking movies. And it's just like, look at man. I love going to the movies. I love movies. I've always loved movies. And uh, later on down the line, I'm definitely going to do a top 10 greatest, maybe top 25 greatest films because I'm a fucking film buff. But if they released movies on the same day, at home for you to stream for like $30, $40. I'd buy the movies at home just because I have a home theater. You know what I'm saying? I got a man cave and shit. Speaking of which, you know, we in the million dollar man cave right now recording this episode. But anyways, yeah, went to go see a movie this week. I got some work, um, finished a couple pieces, about to start some major joints. Again, I did this deal with the NFL and hopefully uh, I'll be able well, I'll talk about it soon. I just finished this joint. This shit crazy. Another big corporate sponsorship. Um, that's what happens when you're a big dog. You know what I'm saying? You're not just doing little fucking uh gray or what the fuck you know one of these little dudes pieces and shit that i would just would never do their jewelry and um going on you know um i got still got my relatives in town i got a cousin from germany here in town so you know every time he comes in town he goes crazy he uh comes out here like every two three years and every time he leaves he's ready to cry stays here for four to six weeks you know i've taken him everywhere i've taken him to hang out with celebrities and you know he's met a bunch of people but like it's always just going out to the clubs and stuff. I don't go out anymore, so, you know, I can't do that part. My brother-in-law and my wife take him out. But, like, going to the restaurants, you know, he's always, like, he's just looking forward to going to certain places, you know what I mean? And, like, I can't think of too many new spots. But, you know, I always go back to the fact that, you know, I did a, I did a food special on CNN. And uh, I think they kind of did mercy on me because during the Koreatown episode of Anthony Bourdain, I got sick that week. I was, like, deathly ill. And it broke my heart because I was supposed to do the episode with, you know, David Cho and uh, my man fucking uh, Roy Choi. And, uh, you know, they did Koreatown. They did it right. They did it proper. You know what I'm saying? And people ask me all the time, where is the best Korean barbecue, blah, blah, whatever here and there. And, you know, Carter's is, is comes up all the time. And Quarters is a good place. You know, Quarters is not the mumble rap of Korean barbecue. But, you know, they're nouveau. They got some newer shit. You know what I'm saying? It's not necessarily traditional. They have some traditional dishes. And it's cool. But, and, it, and you know, it's current to the... Korean trends, you know, a lot of people don't know this, you know what, I've been to Korea like 15 times, right, and I go a lot, and I go with the best people, I go with the celebrities, I go with people of power, politicians, you name it, and I do Korea the right way, you know what I'm saying, I brought Bieber to Korea for the first time, like, first time Justin Bieber came to Korea, he almost got me kicked out that motherfucker, and I didn't speak to him for like three months, and we'll get into that in another episode, but if you really, really, really fuck with Korean food, and you were talking about like, the way meat is and everything, I'll be dead ass serious. Korean food here is actually better than Korean food in Korea because the best fucking chefs, the best cooks and best people have come to America because, you know, they could flourish here better. But anyways, I still love a lot of things about Korea. Korea is, you know, obviously it's the Mecca, it's the motherland. But um, when it comes to Korean barbecue, I get asked this a thousand times a year and period, point blank, Bourdain went there. He knows what time it is. Rest in peace. Um, it's hands down Dong Il Jang. Been going there for almost 40 years. 
don't know how long. And it's just consistent, you know, root service, amazing food, amazing barbecue. Um, their kimchi bokkeumbap is just fucking so flames. It's crazy. You know, they got rat wagyu roast gui and um, they got teji bulgogi and all the good shit. You know what I'm saying? And the food is just incredible. And they just, they got the, you know, good selection of panchan and everything. And the food is just incredible, you know. So, you know, my cousin, he wants to go to certain spots and everything. And one of them is also another spot I've been going to for easily 30 years, over 30 years. It's Mario's. And Mario's, bottom line, has the best fucking Peruvian food in the world, you know, so in, at least in, in Los Angeles County. And um, it sucks because I don't eat red meat anymore. And that kind of fucks me up because their Lomo Saltado is like literally the best fucking Lomo Saltado. It's just so fucking insanely good. It's ridiculous. I just hate waiting in line. They won't take bribes, you know what I'm saying? Everyone knows me there, but you know. It's like you gotta wait, you know what I'm saying, and, and it's just worth it. But you know, I'll do the pollo sal saltado, and um, the halea is just oh my god, so fucking good. That fish is just, that marinade is crazy, man. And then the Inca cola, and it's just wow. And you know, another thing too is um, people ask me all the time, just simple shit like where's like the best burger, where's the best this, where's the best this, you know. And I don't eat burgers anymore, you know. what I'm saying like that, you know. And when I did, you know, it was kind of like it was a tough call between like Father's Office and Golden State, you know, and I don't go to either one of those spots anymore. So, you know, now I got to say Monty's in Koreatown, you know, shout out to my boy, Nick Adler. Monty's in Koreatown is definitely the best motherfucking burger. It's just, it's insane. It's an impossible burger, fully vegan burger, burger, and it just tastes better than In-N-Out. It's just so fucking good. It's crazy. But um, when people ask me, yo, where's the best bowl of spaghetti? And I'm like, if you want legit, just al dente, insanely delicious fucking, you know, spaghetti bolognese, you know, it's hands down La Scala. Then I would have to say the Chateau Marmont had to be like, you know, the second. It's just insane, not up for debate, you know what I'm saying, not up for discussion. And, you know, La Scala's super famous staple in Beverly Hills, you know, it's just super Hollywood, man. You know, and you'll see like, shout out to my girl, Jen Meyer. By the way, people don't even fucking know this. I proposed to my wife on the side of La Scala because that's where we had our first date. So that's kind of crazy. I always forget about that. But like La Scala just has great pasta, you know what I'm saying? But they're, they're real famous for their, for their chopped salad. Their chopped salad is money like a motherfucker. They got this fucking deep fried mozzarella that's just, oh my lord, it's just fucking magnifique. It's fucking so goddamn good. And you know what? We'll get into more food shit. I used to have a food blog. Remember when people used to, when, if you followed my blog back in the day, you know, I used to get down with the food and everything. We'll get more than that later, you know what I'm saying? I just, this, we got a long episode ahead of us. I kind of want to get a couple things out of the way, you know what I'm saying? Um, right about now, I got to give a shout out to my man, Alex Gintani. You know, Gintani is literally the best custom bespoke exhaust modification manufacturing custom-made exhaust for your fucking cars. You know, preferably mostly exotics and sports cars, but he can do an exhaust for probably anything. But he also is the best ECU tuning, flash tuning dude in the fucking entire state if not in the country, this dude makes, I wish I knew Gintani a long fucking time ago, he uh, tuned my McLaren, he's tuned two of my McLarens, he uh, he did an exhaust and tune for my SV Lamborghini Aventador, he um, did my exhaust for my FF, tuned it as well, and I just got my GTC for Lusso, you know, there's nothing like a naturally aspirated V12, especially Italian Ferrari V12 sound, Shit is crazy. I'm gonna post a fucking uh, a video of it probably tomorrow sometime. But shout out to Gintani, man. He's the baddest motherfucker when it comes to an exhaust. Speaking of the total opposite, I know some of you guys wondered. You know, what I'm saying I used to go to Bowden and like, you know, 
anyone who's done business long enough going there, they'll realize that Josh is a fucking complete scumbag, total fucking douchebag, piece of shit, you know, owner. Um, dude has a fucked up business. He had uh, sold me fucking headers that he didn't make that he said he fabricated, and um, and then uh, they end up having a hole in them. So I was losing horsepower and fucking up shit on the car. He drilled a fucking um, a roll cage in my car the wrong way and just. Guy just did the fucking worst business. Guy's such a fucking piece of shit. He's literally the worst person I've ever dealt with in the car business. And I've had 40 exotic and sport cars and luxury cars in the last 10 years alone. I can't think of how many I've had all my life. But yeah, Bowden Auto House is definitely the biggest piece of shit fucking tuning motorsport place you could think of. They suck. Um, I've had exhaust fuck up. I have exhaust leak. I've had holes in my GT3 RS exhaust. I mean, these dudes are just complete fuck ups. They fucked up some of my friend's cars. They've tried to disguise things and just they fuck up tunes. While ECU tuning, they've deleted every single code so you don't even know what the fuck is wrong. So if something's actually really wrong with your car, you'd never know because they don't know how to fucking tune a car. So it's like, stay the fuck away from Bowden. It's terrible. Um, going back to my GTC4 Luso V12 Ferrari. Brought the car in and Gintani got me to 645 horsepower to the wheel. That's 750 horsepower to the motor. They're just fucking amazing, man. They're in the Valley, man. If you want, just go, you know, look for them on Instagram at Gintani, G-I-N-T-A-N-I, and tell them that Ben Baller sent you. Once again, we have a very long episode. Going to get into this tribute for my man, Nipsey Hussle. God bless you, your family. Rest in peace. And then we are going to get into the part that everyone has been waiting for the joy episode with my man greg yuna this is a fucking crazy episode of behind the baller yo you need to just tune in do not go anywhere miles drop me a funky beat let's go Today, man, I know we're going to talk a lot of shit, and uh, we're going to get into that in a little bit, but the shit I'm going to be talking is not going to be just, you know, unwarranted, you know what I'm saying? Like, me being the biggest jeweler in the world, currently, and, uh, you know, that I say currently because, you know, I mean, one day I'm not going to do this shit anymore, and there'll be other people, but my legacy is going to stay forever, you know what I'm saying? What I did to the game, what I brought to it, how I changed the game. And a lot of people probably got a lot of things to say about the top uh, 20 list, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, 2 plus 2 equals 4, and this is facts, you know what I'm saying? Accolades and shit and all that. But um, before we get into all of that, today is a very special man's birthday. Today is Nipsey Hussle's birthday. So before we even get into all the jewelry talk and everything else with my man Greg, a.k.a. Mr. Flawless, uh... I got to pay tribute to an amazing man, an amazing father, an amazing husband, amazing son, all across the board. Yo, man, people have so many different opinions, so many different feelings about people and shit like that and everything else. And I'm going to break something down to a lot of people 
so you understand how the world is today. For the most part, old school moms, they're not trying to hear that my name is Ben Baller. They're not trying to hear somebody's name is um, Lil Uzi or Lil, you know, Lil Skies or whatever the fuck it is. Because they want to know what their real name is. At least my real name is my first real name, you know what I'm saying? And, and um, Ben Baller actually was given to me in 1992. So I've been rocking with that for, you know, a long fucking time now. It's 27 years. I've been rocking with Ben Baller. And uh, the name was given to me for playing basketball. Assistant coach, you know, at uh, SF State gave me the name. And I just stuck with it. It was actually went from Ben Baller. Then I went to Ben Yang Baller. And then it went back to, I dropped the Yang. I was like, nah, man, fuck that. I want, I want a stage name. And professionally, I'm known as Ben Baller. So anyways, what I'm getting at is, I never knew Nipsey's real name. <laughs> I never cared, never wanted to know Nipsey's real name. And this is the true facts, you know what I'm saying? And I think anybody who really did any research and studied it would know that I knew Nipsey. Like, I knew him. You know what I'm saying? I fuck with Nip heavy. And um, he was one of the rarest human beings that I've ever known in my life, period, point blank, you know? Um, this might get scattered all over the place in the last nine years, you know, I'm sorry, the last 10 years, but it just was, and shit, I've known Nipsey for even longer than 10 years. Fuck, this is crazy to me. I didn't think about it. I met Nip when he was like 19, 20 years old, you know what I'm saying? And I never spoke on his death except for the fact that you know, I posted a picture and showed love because everything I had to say could not be said in an Instagram caption or a story or just Instagram stories. I just was, I was fucked up for a minute, you know. Um, to other people, people were hurt because, you know, he you know, um, represented a young, successful black man who was doing so much for the community and all that. And yes, for sure, all of that. But let me elaborate. Um, people who don't know, for 13 years, IF and Co., my jewelry store, where I started, where I was founded, and I wasn't proud of for the wrong reasons, you know what I'm saying? But my store was at the Slauson Swap Meet, you know what I'm saying? It was at the Slauson Super Mall. And, you know, that shit is world famous, you know, from Dr. Dre songs, NWA songs, all type of shit, easy, you name it. Any motherfucking major hip-hop person from Los Angeles had been to Slauson Swap Meet, has talked about it, put it in a songs and everything else. And, like, that neighborhood was just legendary, you know what I'm saying? South Central, man, you know, shit is crazy, you know, it's, it's not the West Side, you know, it's, it's, it's just a whole different, just... <laughs> I don't even know what to say, you know what I mean? Because it's like, it's just so fucking crazy and rowdy and so much history behind the Slauson. And like, you know, for the most part, the area is, you know, majority, you know, surrounded by Crips. You know what I'm saying? From, you know, it's a lot of 30s, a lot of 40s, you know what I'm saying? A lot of rolling 60s, you know, that was nip set. And uh, I think a lot of people on the internet who've never met me before didn't know I was in a black bike gang didn't know I rode, you know what I'm saying, around a crib set all my life and didn't know my history, uh, you know, in Los Angeles and South Central. Like, bro, I, I rode through, I rode down Crenshaw every single day for years, you know, every weekend, you know, nighttime through Compton, you know, certain areas, you know, I stayed away from Athens Park and shit like that. You know, certain areas I stayed away from, I didn't really fuck with Inglewood too tough and everything else. I got a lot of history in, in the gang shit, you know, even though on the whole other end, on the whole fucking other spectrum, you know, I have these people from Fortune 500 families. And, you know, I could be in the Hamptons with, you know, some billionaires. And the next weekend, you know, I'm in South Central at a barbecue with some Crips. And um, I was part of Cocky Riders, you know, and that's a, 
It's a very prominent bike club, motorcycle gang, motorcycle club. We was a clique. And, um, you know, our, our clique was deep as a motherfucker, right? I was the only Asian in the, in the club, of course. But our clique was so fucking crazy. Like, 80% of my club was, was all convicted felons, man. And, and, you know, just, but they all good people, man. Like, real talk. You know, I invited them to my home and we had, you know, a lot of fun. You know what I'm saying? It was Crips, Bloods, Essays. You know, motherfuckers is just, we just rowdy as fuck and, and we wanted to have fun and we all got along. And there was never any, like, real beef inside our crew. Going on and going forward, you know, um, Crenshaw, you know, that shit was legendary, you know what I'm saying? Like, there were certain points in times when I went to Fairfax and I went to Beverly, I was real happy about, you know, the schools I represented and playing ball and shit, but, you know, something about Crenshaw, you know what I'm saying, Willie West, you know what I'm saying, and like, that whole, just that seeing that royal blue and gold in high school, and you know, if, if you grew up in LA, you know that shit was some shit, you know, like, Anytime, you know, Fairfax played Dorsey, it was dope. You know what I'm saying? Fairfax played Westchester, be rivalries, you know. But you go to a Crenshaw-Dorsey game, and it was like, fuck, man. You know what I'm saying? I remember going back in the day when Eric Ford was playing. This was like probably 1990, I think. And uh, Crenshaw was up for the state championships. And I would go, you know, me and my boy David Sternlight, we would go fucking watch the games. And um, shout out to my boy David Sternlight, man. He was like my co-partner in crime playing ball. And he ended up playing uh, pro ball in Israel. It's crazy. I remember this motherfucker was like 5'11", 6 feet. And over the summer, he came back at a summer camp, and he was 6'6". He grew like 7 inches in, in like 4 months. Fucking crazy. Going back to Crenshaw, I always had history with it. And I remember going to Slauson Swami like in 1989, and these dudes would wear the old Seattle Mariner hats. The OG Seattle Royal Blue with the gold S. The Mariner's OGS, you know what I'm saying? And if you was from Crenshaw, you went to the Shah, you know, you had the hat, and in block letters, you would have the in front of the Mariner's S, and then you use the S on the Mariner's S, and then you'd have H-A-W after it in block letters, so it'd say the Shah, and it'd be written out, and that was like, you know what I'm saying, you represented Crenshaw, and it was like crazy, so, you know, a lot of people don't know, I went to Audubon Junior High, so if you went to Audubon, pretty much you was going to Crenshaw or Dorsey, or one of the, you know, that was one of those schools. Um, Audubon was a motherfucking rowdy, Audubon was a crazy motherfucking school, in fact, I think if Nipsey was going to school in the area, we talked about this, Nip probably would have went to Audubon, you know what I'm saying? But anyways, legendary area, even Lamert Park, the whole area, Hyde Park, all that shit is just, is fucking crazy when I think about the whole Crenshaw shit and the fact that like, I ain't really rolled down Crenshaw maybe like a year and a half, two years. And um, legendary cruising nights, you know what I'm saying? And um, by the way, the, uh, the Cocky Riders, our clubhouse, was at Chrisburger right there just outside a little technically in Lamar Park. And then for the most part, our clubhouse with the Wiener Stencil, you know what I'm saying? Right on Crenshaw, just just south of Coliseum Way. Not that that far from Earl's, you know what I'm saying? And shout out to Earl, man. That's my man, aka old school Don Jaguar. He used to have the uh, hot dog stand right over there across the Baldwin Hills Plaza, the Crenshaw Mall. And um this dude ended up opening up his own fucking hot dog place. And I obviously I've supported a lot of black businesses in my life. We'll get into that shit a whole nother time. But, uh, you know, my, our, our cocky riders, our, our club was on, you know, we understand, so, you know what I'm saying, right there, and we get into it. Like, you know, for anyone, I don't give a fuck where you from, but if you're from the United States of America, you have had to heard of Crenshaw if you listen to hip-hop or if you knew, or if you of age and you just know and you just aware of your surroundings and know the hood, like, that's the shot, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was my club was. So, you know, every Wednesday night, bike night, we would go out there and act a motherfucking goddamn fool. You know, 
and LAPD would be honest. You know what I'm saying? The ones will be honest. And um, for those who are not up to the jargon and up to the slang, you know what I'm saying? One time as a police short the ones, you know what I'm saying? And um, I had a lot of history on Crenshaw, a lot of history in that area. I, I, my store was on, was on, you know, Slauson. Um, about a one minute, two minute drive from, from Nip's store. And, uh, you know, I just fuck with his whole entire movement. I met him when he was young. Nipsey put me in a couple of his music videos early on. Um, the Hustle Way. That was when everyone talked about Nipsey, even like in 08 and shit and everything else. And like, oh nine, The Hustle Way came out. And I was like, yo, this motherfucking song is so goddamn hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, this shit, man. When he said, catching a case, turning a holy gangster, you know. Um, what the fuck do you say? Um, God damn. Basically, the bar he said, though, was like uh, a gangster could uh, catch religion going to court, you know what I'm saying, and getting get a case. He's seen the hardest gangsters, you know what I'm saying, catch religion off of getting a case, you know what I'm saying, and having to face jail time and shit, you know what I'm saying. He said, you know, came a long way from selling grams on Gramercy, you know. If you didn't know what Gramercy is, you know, that's right there. And Gramercy is, you know, right between Crenshaw and, uh, and Western. And if you know Gramercy goes all the way up to Koreatown. So that's where it come, you know, and involve, you know, my life and how I grew up, you know what I'm saying? So like shit is so crazy when you talk about whole areas and stuff and gangs and shit and just like from Koreatown all the way down when you get from Olympic all the way down because you got fucking Bronson Ave, you got the Black P-Stone, you got Neighborhood Rolling 20s, then you got the 30s, then you got the motherfucking 40s, then you got the 60s, you know what I'm saying? And what a lot of people don't know and people who've been in LA all their lives, you know, and all their life, you know, technically... The Slauson is technically in a Brim neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? They're technically in a Blood neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? And also, Van Ness Park is right there. So the VNGs, the Van Ness Gangsters, is, you know, um, right there, you know what I'm saying? So technically, Slauson is in a Blood neighborhood. And every year, sometimes, a couple times a year, the Bloods will let people know that that was their hood and they come in there, boom, you know. But the 60s is so motherfucking deep. And right now I got a sidebar and I know a lot of like my fashion people and like other people, like my academic homies, you know, my brother's friends, or other people who listen to this, like what the fuck, when the fuck was Ben so deep in the gangs and how the fuck do you know all this? And it's something that I've been fascinated with all my life. You know, if you look at any of the movies I like and everything else, like a couple things I'm fascinated with. And one is Vegas and like gangster shit and um, jails. Fascinated. You know what I'm saying? I grew up in gang culture since like I think first time I was exposed to it was like fifth grade, fourth grade. And I just became obsessed with it. And then I grew up with gangsters and, and you know, just was attracted to that whole lifestyle. And, and, and I was around that shit. And people be like, man, what the fuck are you talking about? But people who around me know, you know, because I wouldn't know any of the shit that I'm talking about if I wasn't around it. This ain't some shit you see on, you know, fucking gangland, fucking National Geographic or Force 48 or some bullshit like that or Colors or Menace Society. I'm talking about some shit that I grew up in all my life and it's in my bones. So going back, Nipsey was so respected, you know what I'm saying? He's one of the few that was so fucking respected and, and you know, try to tie relations between the two, the blue and the red and everything. And, but shout out to Game too. you know, I fuck with Game Heavy. But... Nip was just a fucking spectacular human being. And I remember um, when the Marathon mixtape came out, that shit changed me. Like, I was like, yo, the West Coast is for real back. Like, Game had brought it back early on. He dropped, you know what I'm saying, documentary. And I was like, yo, this album is crazy. This is fucking nuts. But like, Nip had brought it 
onto a different level too. And like he brought it with a, you know, the true authentic West Coast sound and um, the beats, everything, just the way the mixtape, he just, he had it popping. Like it was fucking, it was just phenomenal. The mixtape was crazy. And one time Nip was getting some footage on Fairfax and this is early on when the block was like the real block. And um, Nip was inside the diamond store and track seven came on. And I was like, oh shit. This that whiz beat, that whiz whiz fucking uh, currency beat. He's like, yeah, man, track seven. You know, this was uh the mixtape had been out already. You know what I'm saying? He was already on to other things. The relationship between me and Nip was always cool. Me and my cousin was always my, my cousin. You know, Sloss and Steve is a fucking super legend in South Central, and uh, we always had a relationship with Nip. You know what I mean? It, it, you know, Nip, all his set people like that. Shout out to my boy G Bob. Shout out to Cuzzy, and uh, all those people. You know, they came through and pulled up at the shop. Free my dog Casper. You know what I'm saying? And um, if you watch the Breakfast Club interview and um, shit, yo, Miles Davis, man, can you pull up that uh, that Nipsey Hussle interview on Breakfast Club? Play that interview real quick for him, please, man. I had no idea that money gets mildewy when you, I saw you telling that story. I didn't either. We learned the hard way. We they learned that the hard way. you put it in the safe or you had it on the mattress? We had it in the safe, wrapped in plastic. Same thing happened to me. They yeah. said baking soda. You put baking soda in the Oh, to keep safe. it from um, mildewing. It happened to me too. But Damn, you buried it um, in the back, your brother buried it in the backyard. Yeah. That's yeah. hard. How much was it? He buried a quarter mil and came, when we dug it up, it was like a, more than a hundred was... Like just stuck together. Imagine stacks of money. And you feel wet. Yeah, and you mm -hmm. can't peel it. It's just one lump of, of paper. Happened to me too. And then the color faded. It got holes in it. You know, I remember going to the Sloss and Swap meet with that money. Because my brother like, just, you can have it, bro. I'm, fuck it. But you using it? Could you use it? I tried. I went to Ben Baller. And I went to his. Ben Baller? <laughs> yes, he got, a, he got a booth at the Sloss and Swap meet. Right. And I went to his cousin, Steve, and all of his people. And I'm like, shit, you know, some of this shit can spin, bro. What can we do? And they, they let me spend a little bit of it. But oh, that's nice. Yeah, that Why? shit was devastating. So as you see, you know what I'm saying? Like, Nip came with us on some real shit, you know? Some real, real shit, you know? Me and my cousin handled business. And and this was a long fucking time ago. And um, Ice-T is, you know, like my street godfather, right? I met Ice-T in the early 80s, like 1982. And people were like, yo, how the fuck you meet somebody like that at nine years of age? And I'm like... You know, I used to be a professional break dancer and be like, professional? Yeah, dog, I was in movies and shit. I was, I was break dancing. I was a for real break dancer. And um, if you watch the movie Breaking, there was a nightclub called the Radiotron, but it was an all-ages club. And it sounds crazy, right? But my brother took me over there. You know, I used to dance over there for like two, three years until it shut down. And uh, shout out to Carmelo, man. Shout out to my boy Taboo. Shout out to Mr. Animation. Everyone used to go through the Radiotron. Taboo from the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, Taboo was real hip-hop. And, um, you know, they say there's four or five elements of hip-hop. There's breakdancing, graffiti, DJing, emceeing, and everything else. And, like, I've been a part of hip-hop since fucking, you know, since the late 70s. And, you know, it's been a part of me in all my life. That's why sometimes people take this shit out of context and it misconstrue my words. But, you know, I, I am definitely a pioneer in this shit. I've been around since it wasn't cool. I've said that many times. And going on, I met Ice-T, and, and he kind of became, like, my godfather. 14 years after meeting, I become his A&R for his album number six, Return of the Real. So going on, you know, Ice-T is affiliated with Crips and everything, and, like, Ice-T is a real G, and I idolized the dude. And, you know, um, Nipsey Hussle was shot him out in raps and everything else. And one thing Ice-T said one time, he said, if you hustling, and nothing wrong with that, but at one certain point in your life, you're going to have to find at least one legitimate hustle. 
something that's legitimate, something you paying taxes on, something that's shown on paper, you're going to have to have at least one legitimate hustle. And that shit like was buried deep. It hit me hard on a whole different level. You know, I'm, I'm sure it hit Nip the same way because like Nip was such a fucking smart businessman, you know, and I remember Nip would pull up to my crib and I remember Nip pulled up with his dad and I would tell him crazy stories about something that was going on and he'd be like, oh shit, on 6-0, cuz. And he would shake my hand in front of his dad and I'd be like, yo, man, and you know, his dad is from um, Ethiopia, you know what I'm saying? And I remember Nip was just coming out from court one time and his dad was in the car with him. And uh, Nip was actually one of my neighbors at a minute. He was, uh, when I lived in the high rise downtown, Nip was my neighbor and it was a trip. Like, shout out to my boy, George Paniche, man. George Paniche, man, is uh, just a fuck, man. We get into that another time too. And George is part of uh, Nipsey's camp, was a, was a real, you know, big part of Nipsey's camp. And uh, I was fucking with George before he even had any kind of idea what he wanted to do in life. Um, back to Nip, uh, there's just so many stories I have about dude, you know, fuck man, I just love seeing Nip in different areas, um, of course, see him on Crenshaw all the time, see him on the Slauson, but like one time I was having lunch with my family, I think it was Easter, and I was, it wasn't Easter, what the, I forgot what holiday it was, but it was, a uh, might have been Father's Day, I don't know what it was, it was a year ago, and, um, I was with my entire family, and went to Nobu in Malibu, and he was there with his wife, with Lauren, and, uh, I pulled up on him with my boy Paul. I had rapped with him there. And, you know, it was good to see him in Nobu, good to see him on the west side, good to see him, you know, in Malibu. And we were rapping about a few things. And Paul was like, oh, you know, uh, I don't know who that is. I was like, oh, he's, he's you know, real prolific dude. Um, he's a rapper, West Coast, boom. And, uh, you know, my friend Paul is a lot younger than me. He's 20 years younger than me. One of my best friends, if not one of my, he is my best friend. And, um, you know, he researches things after I talk about anything, and he, he soaks up a lot of shit. He's really an amazing sponge type of character, and I wish a lot of people were a lot more like him in certain ways where, like, you know, they cared. And uh, anything I said, not necessarily the gospel, but it it uh, it turns the light bulb up in Paul's head. And so he researched it. It was like, oh, okay, this dude was fucking, you know, this guy's, a, you know, a big deal. He's a dope dude, you know, and all that. And so on and so forth, I said, yeah, Lauren, Lauren, Lauren London is also, you know, a big deal. She's, you know, this is like a fucking amazing West Coast couple. This is like royalty right here for the West Coast. And um, now Nipsey, you know, is internationally, you know, royalty. You know what I'm saying? He's just a fucking amazing guy. Just, I still, I think about it anytime I think about the hood. I think about streets. I think I think about just positivity. Anytime just randomly Ethiopia pulls up, I just think about Nipsey and it just, one fucking time, man, I was in Washington, D.C., and an Uber was driving me to the airport. It's driving me to Dulles. And, um, you know, I'm a nice guy. I don't sit there and be like, oh, don't talk to me, blah, blah, whatever. You know what I mean? I talk to fucking Uber drivers. Fuck it. You know, some people like the job. Some people have no choice. And, like, you know, I'm not going to be a dick. And so I was talking to the Uber driver. I was like, hey, where you from? And he's like, um, don't forgive me if I fuck up the pronunciation. But he was like, I'm from Aretha or something. And, uh, you know, I was like, oh, where's that? And he goes, oh, it's a really small country. It's a small part of it. It's, it's, it's next to Ethiopia. It's in Ethiopia. It's, it's, you know, this is where it's at. And um, I was like, oh, okay. And he goes, hey, have you ever heard of a rapper named Nipsey Hussle? And I was like, what the fuck? What did you just say? And he's like, have you ever heard of a rapper named Nipsey Hussle? And this was like a few years ago. And I was like, yeah, Nipsey's actually a good friend of mine. And the guy's like, yeah, Nipsey's family, this, this is where they're from. And that fucked me up. So I told Nipsey the story. And Nipsey's like, yo, imagine where, where's your dad from? You know, I told him where my dad was from. We're going to get into that a whole nother time because that's a two-hour conversation. And he's like, small town, right? Well, imagine, you know, they're proud of what you've done in your life. And I'm sure they would be because you've done a lot for your people, whatever. And you've done a lot for Koreans and whatever. And you, 
a special kind of person. And he broke it down to me and I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. So I have too much to say about Nipsey and I don't want to rant on, but I was with Nipsey six days before he passed. And then I was supposed to be with him three days before he passed. And uh, things got caught up. Um, I'm a father of three. I got three businesses. You know, people are busy. He's got kids. He understands. And um, he hit me up on DM. He's like, yo, you changed your number? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I changed the number. He goes, yo, send me a, sh shoot me a new math. And he sent me his number. He changed his number too. So I text him. He's like, yo, what's good? And I was like, and he goes, how are the kids, man? How's your wife? How's everybody? And, you know, mind you, I'm not the type of person to say that, and some people think that that's rude. Um, when it comes to mine, the kindest people I know in the world, which is weird to me because they're famous, someone like Nip, someone like J Balvin, every time J Balvin has something important to say, I'm kind of like, bro, just tell me what the fuck you need to talk about. I got nothing wrong. I'm not mad. I just want to know, like, I don't want to waste your time. I, you know, whatever. And he's like, you're so fucking rude. This is J Balvin. He's like, you know, he always greets me. Hey, how you doing? How are you? Um, good morning, God bless you, um, how are your kids, is everything okay, okay, cool, so I need a chain, I'm like, motherfucker, just say you need a chain, bro, it's all good, I'm not gonna judge you, but you know, Nip was the same way, real proper, real kind, super polite, you know, respectful person, and uh, Nip was like, yo, man, so yeah, you know, I need to get right, and I'm like, I didn't throw him with no Hollywood shit, but I was like, bro, like, damn, man, you know, I got a store inside the Beverly Center now, you know what I'm saying, that's like the, you know, that's the shit, you know what I'm saying, like, we, we made it, we in the Beverly Center now, dog. And he's like, yeah, man, you know, um, I can't get up there, bro. Is there any way you can pull up to me? And um, for privacy reasons, I won't discuss where, where Nipsey lived. And he was like, you know, well, okay, it's a little bit of, you know, it's not that bad. You know, yeah, it's, it's kind of close to me. So, you know, um, but yo, check it out. I'll, I'll break you off even more if you just pull up on me. And I'm like, bro i'm right here you know what i'm saying like why don't you come to belly center it's safe everything cool you know i can shut the store down for you if you need me to and he's like nah man you know let me just pull up on me bro and i'll make it worth your while so i was like okay what, what you talking about he's like man bro bring me some cubans bring me every size um i'm about to do this video shoot uh bring me some stud chains um bring me some diamond pieces bring me everything you think is cool bring me a bunch of things and i was like fuck man i ain't done this in so fucking long like I just, not that I was too good for it. I'm just, again, I'm lazy, man. I'm like, fuck, this is crazy. So I grab a gang of shit. I tell my cousin, I'm like, yo, bro, I'm bringing all this shit to Nip. And he's like, oh, fuck, Nip. He's like, you already know. And I was like, what, what, what's wrong? He goes, you know, Nipsey's not stupid. And I'm like, no, I know that. And he's like, no, I mean, like, we're not gonna really make any money on Nip because he's just too fucking smart. And he knows the cost of gold. He knows how much it costs to make. He knows how much we need to make and everything else. I'm like, man, fuck it. You know, I ain't caught up with Nip in a minute. I got to catch up with him anyways. Like, nah, indeed, indeed. You know, okay, so, you know, we um, mark everything off to inventory. I grab this big-ass bag. I grab my gun. Um, and I'm off to downtown LA to uh, Nipsey's new office. So I pull up to the office. Uh, Nipsey's not there, of course. And I start texting. I'm like, hey, man, where the fuck you at, bro? And he's like, you're on five minutes away. That means 10, 15. You know, I'm just like, man, this motherfucker right here. Now, mind you, his office was a block away from my office. I never knew this. But it was a brand new office. So how the fuck would I know? So we go up the elevator, we go in his office, boom. From outside, it didn't look like much. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, okay, cool. And then we opened the door and it was fucking beautiful. Like, Nipsey fucking hustle, man. Jesus Christ. He had built a fucking state-of-the-art Dr. Dre level studio in downtown. Like, it was, it was fucking beautiful. Just... Not just beautifully done, but just like 
the architectural aspect of it like it was modern it was just like nice it wasn't like ikea for, there was no ikea furniture in this thing it was like he even made the recording booth sick he had flying faders on the, unless you were a hip-hop do a producer do you know what the fuck that is and he just had a sick-ass studio and nip was like yo everyone signed all money and going to benefit from this you know what i'm saying and then while i'm on tour and i'm out of town i'm gonna rent the studio out and yo i'm about to kill this shit you know what i'm saying i'm gonna have the cheapest prices in town and I gave him a hug. I was like, yo, Nip, this is fucking incredible. Like, wow. You know what I'm saying? He was talking about, you know, lockouts for like $600 a day, which is like ridiculous. I remember back in 1990, fucking four, 95, we were booking studio time at Enterprise, record one, record plant, and fucking Larrabee and shit. And studio time lockouts would be like 2300 You know, it'd be expensive. It was crazy. And this is back in the day. You know, and I know a lot of studios don't exist anymore because people just want to fucking record shit, you know, on a laptop or whatever in the house, which they might be able to afford it. But like, you want to be in a real recording environment and getting that move and getting that vibe. This was just incredible. I might have recorded just to record the fucking podcast. You know what I'm saying? So we go in the office part of the studio. He's got an office. His assistant is there and he starts breaking up the butt, of course. You know what I'm saying? Starts smoking and um, Nip is wearing a Balenciaga hoodie. You know, I'm like, okay, bro, you fancy now, bro. <laughs> you, you want some whole other shit, bro. I can't even fuck with you right now. You know what I'm saying? And, um, he had some Pumas on, you know what I'm saying? And he was really repping Puma heavy up until he died, you know what I'm saying, for the last few of his years of his life. And um, he started out with, he said, before you pull anything out, he's like, bro, you know um, Emory Jones, right? I'm come on, bro. I'm like, fam, I'm OG Rockefeller, you know what I'm saying? I'm OG Rock. Like, Emory's my guy, you know, that's my boy. And um, if you don't know who Emory Jones is, please just go Google Emory Jones. Google him. Jay-Z did a song about him with fucking um who the fuck is chrissy teigen john legend it's one of my favorite jay-z songs in my life and the song is about emory and emory sat down he did a bid and um he came out you know and came out stronger than ever and so, emory's somebody i fucking respect so fucking much you know emory's heavy part of uh rock nation paper planes and shit and like emory's a big part of uh why puma is popping today you know he, he brought nipsey on a puma and everything and uh He's like, yo, I'm trying to get Emory a gift. And I'm like, okay, dope. What you trying to do? He goes, oh, just something custom and whatever. And I was like, hey, man, not for nothing. Emory hit me two weeks ago, and I didn't get back to him. And he texted me, okay, so I got to be a famous rapper to get to you. And then, you know, I hate when people say that shit because if anything, if you're a rapper now, I'm not trying to make joy for it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm trying to stay the fuck away from, from rappers right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I just made Casey Musgraves a grill. You know who that is? Enormous country singer, Casey Musgraves. Um, I just made her a grill. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to like stay away from the rapper shit. I, I've been trying to stay away for the last couple of years. So going on, he's like, I want to make Emory a piece. And I was like, I told him, I was like, yo, man, I'm about to make him a piece. He wants to get this uh, a Rock Nation chain, but with my, you know, with, with my touch to it. And he wants me to render something. He's like, yo, yo, stop right now. He's like, I need you to do me a favor because he's on Crip. I need you to do me a favor. He's like, I need you to not answer Emery's text anymore and go ahead and make the piece and just, um, I'm going to pay for it. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, bro, don't even, don't even tell him. I, you don't understand what this dude has done for me and how much he mean to me and my life and everything and for my fam and everything. And I was like, all right, cool. Say no more. Say less. It's all good. I got you. So, we're going to get into the rest of what me and Nip was talking about, but Emery came to my store like a month ago, month and a half ago, and uh, 
I made Emery a little Nipsey hustle chain, a little small, little, a little chain with Nipsey's face on it. And it's like the little face that has, it's like a, it's got a little glass cover. It's got a diamond bezel on it. And I made it something. I told Emery the story. And right there in my fucking store, Emery almost cried. And it fucked me up because it got me emotional. It was just fucking just crazy, man. That's just the type of nip that, dude, you know, dude Nip was. And uh, I'm going to make this Rock Nation piece. It just, um, obviously, his death came so quick. It just put everything on stop. So I show Nip a bunch of chains. We start going this. He starts picking out here and there. And we start arguing and haggling for fucking like 20 minutes. It wasn't he had the money. He just was, he wanted the right price. And tell you the truth, on some of the basic things, you know, I mean, I like to say that our Cubans are different than, than anyone else's, you know. But on some of the other things, you know, um, he knew because Nip was like me, you know, he knew the value, how much he'd lose on something, how much he could gain, whatever. And uh, we finally came to a price. Nip was like, don't even trip. Don't, don't even worry about a fucking wire. Fuck all that shit. And he's like, I'll just cash you out. And he's like, tell you the truth. I know how you and Steve are. Don't even trip. I'll, he was like, yo, just take the shit with you and I'll pay you. When I see you on Monday, I took the stuff back. I told him, I said, he could hold it. I said, don't trip. I got you. You know, I mean, come on, bro. You good. Um, he was like, no, 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 I'm not trying to hold on to this right now. Um, I'm moving around today, and I don't want to have all this on me. So I was like, you sure? Okay, boom. And, you know, we talked about a million things. We talked about a tour on the wall. He had a tour coming up in Australia. He had all kinds of shit. There was, like, all kinds of stuff on the calendar. And that's what made it fucked up even more when I found out he, he got murdered. And I was like, fuck, man, he has so much going on. He had so much shit upcoming. And it was just, it fucking just really fucked me up. And I told him, I said, hey, bro, you know, I'm out the hood because, like, I can't really be, I just didn't want, man, at a certain point, you know, when I first had my store up there, I'd pull up there in Bentleys, I'd pull up there in Rolls Royces. I remember when I got a new car, I pulled up and it was love. You know, I pulled through the hood. It wasn't like, oh, this motherfucker in here throwing in our faces. Like, nah, bro, you know, because I put so much money back in the community as well, you know. I, do I even donated fucking 300 bottles of water to the police station in the Southwest Division, you know what I'm saying? And that's, you know, that whole South Central area. It's an infamous police department. Um, you know, we had barbecues and, you know, I always helped out different random schools. They're always for kids, though. And uh, Nip was like, hey, man, you know, you know, I'm trying to build in my community, bro. You know what I'm saying? I was like, dog, I understand. I get it. And I was like, man, at that certain point, bro, you should motherfucking own that goddamn little shopping plaza. You know what I'm saying? And I had no idea in a million years that I fucking, I mean, you know, it didn't surprise me, but it surprised me. And he was like, actually, you know, the land should be done today. The escrow, escrow should be done today. And I was like, escrow on what? Is it going to Plaza, dog? Because we remember my brother, just, we just bought this shit. And I was like, wow. Congratulations, man. That was fucking big, bro. You know what I'm saying? Got up, gave him another dab, gave him another dab, another hug. He's like, yeah, because, you know, I'm, you know, I'm trying to out here moving, you know what I'm saying? Getting this shit popping. And I don't want to offend anybody, especially his family. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was very, people were very touchy and very sensitive about the topic as they should be. And, you know, I asked about an incident, you know, that that had happened, and he had told me about it, and we talked about it, and I was like, man, fuck, you know, that fucking sucks. And um, I was like, all right, I, I was there for two hours in the studio in his, in his office, and I was like, shit. I was like, bro, I got to go. And he's like, no, nah, I understand. I got kids. You know, he's like, what you going? I was like, I'm going to go see a movie. And he's like, you should go see Wonder Park. And I'm like, hold on one second. And I go to my wife's text, and I look over, and sure enough, that was the movie we were going to go see. And I was like, how the, he's like, come on, man. You know, I already took my daughter to go see that shit. I took my kids to go see that shit already, you know. I took my kids to a bench, you know, come on, man. I'm a dad too. And I was like, no, no, for sure, for sure. So I dapped him up. Never did I know that that was going to be the last time I ever seen him. 
And, um, you know, I shook out. And then uh, on Monday, something happened with my son with London, and I couldn't go see him. And uh, I don't know if it was Monday or Tuesday, he shot the music video with Khaled for, uh, and John Legend, for, how crazy, John Legend too, Emery. They shot that music video in Hood, and um, I had heard some rumors about some bullshit and whatever, I won't speak on it, but I couldn't get up there. And he had texted me. In fact, he didn't text me for a minute. Then he texted me back. He's like, oh, don't even trip because, you know, we'll get up later. Don't worry about it. I know you're busy. So my cousin's like, hey, man, did, did you get the cash from Nip? And I'm like, no, I got the jewelry on me still. You know, it's, it's in the house. Don't worry about it. He's like, okay, I'm just checking. You know, it's all good. So me and my family and uh, all of us decided to go a little staycation in, you know, in Orange County. And we decided to go to Newport Beach. We had a resort, you know, and we just chilling. And I went swimming, and um, I decided to go back into the suite. I had an oceanfront, well, the beachfront, uh, poolfront suite. And I go into my suite, and I look at my phone. And I just happen to look at my phone, and my boy, and my boy's always in the hood. He's not a hood rat, <laughs> but he in the hood, like, know everything that's going on in the hood. And he texts me, he's like, hey, man, someone says Nipsey just got shot, bro, in front of his store. And I was like, what? And, you know, nobody is faster than Twitter. Like, I'm sorry, man. I mean, even the streets now is just like Twitter is faster than streets. You know what I'm saying? So I Googled it immediately and nothing pulled up. And I was like, yo, you sure, bro? He's like, man, I'm telling you, bro. Nip got shot. I'm, I'm heading up there right now. So two, three minutes goes by and I Google and it spreads like wildfire. Nipsey got shot. You know, this, that, and the third. Boom, this and that. And um, I find out. You know, from people, my boy was up there, found out, uh, you know, who, who you know, who, who shot him. They, they, they had said it. And I never said anything about it because it was like, you know, a weird thing. And I was like, man, this is fucking crazy, you know? Like, shit, I'm just going to stay quiet about it, you know, because this is just, and I'm sure it'll come out, whatever. So I already know who shot him, which was fucking nuts. And, uh, you know, a lot of people had known at that point, you know, but not like the internet, you know, so... This was just fucking crazy. And so it kept going on and on and on. And then uh, Ice-T called me. And Ice-T's like, hey, bro, I'm calling OGs. And people's phones is off. And, like, I can't get no information. And I'm like, hey, bro, this is everything I know. And, you know, like, this is my intel. Boom, here it is. And, you know, Ice is like, oh, I appreciate you, homie. Stay safe, bro. You know how that shit is, man. You know, it's, it's a crazy world out there. And I'm like, bro, I'm like, I'm just in shock. I'm in shock the whole time. My, my, I told my wife. My wife is like, yeah, man, you know, I always got worried about you every time you was out there. And I was like, nah, babe, you know, it's just unfortunate. It's a fucked up situation. So as, you know, time elapsed, you know, people went on, um, on the internet and started doing speculations like, hey, man, the government killed him because he was, you know, doing documentary on Dr. Sebi or I don't know how to pronounce his name, Dr. CB, Dr. Sebi. And he was a dude who had, you know, all these cures and shit. And um, he had... Uh, found a cure to HIV and AIDS and everything. And um, at that moment, I was like, man, people are so fucking stupid, man. People are just so crazy. They just want to believe in conspiracy theories. And I'm like, no, man, that's not what happened. Um, of course, you know, it got out who had killed them. And um, before it even got out, you know, Ice-T had texted me that later on that night. He was like, hey, your information was right. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, yeah, man, it's crazy. Again, rest in, rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. I was just so fucking sad and so in shock, you know, it was like, you know, like my cousin heard about it immediately, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's a fucked up situation and um, the thing that hurt so much is because he had so much good left to do and 
he'd done a million things and he had two billion things left to do that he wanted to do and I'm pretty sure he was gonna, I'm, I'm sure he was gonna just achieve. And um, that's why, for those of you who follow me, who don't know why he was so big and why this was celebrated so enormously and why I said on my Instagram, I have not seen the streets like this since Pac died. That's how it really was, you know what I mean? And that was the reason why it was like that and why millions of people, you know, mourned his death. I don't care about any of the extracurricular other shit, all this other gossip and everything. I'm talking about him himself, you know, fucking amazing dude. You know, that's why so many people are fucking at the marathon store gathering and shit. And uh, it just fucked me up. And then we went to his funeral at Staples Center, you know. It was just a fucking unbelievable thing. Like to see Stevie Wonder sing a letter from Obama. It was just, it gave me chills. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck who was there even though everyone was there, you know, I was, I was sitting next to Nas, you know what I'm saying? Like it was, and, and Jay and Beyonce were just a few seats down for me. It was, it was beyond ridiculous. The amount of love that was spread out in there. And then the, you know, the, the after pass, um, I got a headache talking right now, thinking about it. It's just fucking, it's fucking me up. Cause it's just think about, um, man, it just, it's, it's just, it's just a fuck thing. It's, it's a tough thing to talk about. But I just wanted to, to touch on it because uh, I want to say happy birthday, man. He would have been 34 today. And I'm sure I would have like, you know, I mean, you know, make sure you pour out some liquor for you, you know, for the homie Nip. Neighborhood Nip, man. Rest in peace. And yeah, um, say your prayers, you know what I'm saying? I say mine. And um, yeah, man, that's it, man. Rest in peace, man. I'm just going to I'm just gonna stop on that, man. Great person. Um, continued prayers to his family, to Lauren, to his, his kids. And uh God bless, man. We'll be up with the, in a little bit with the um with the jewelry segment. Look, do I love it? Do I lust? The struggle of a hustler, life of a bank, and death is no stranger. I know I'm like it's kid to me. Took a few friends from me. It all makes sense one day, eventually, I guess so. Granny said it happened and it's meant to be just let go. But I can't just shit keep itching me like the niggas out of line, how they came through. Shot him in his face, point blank, left his brains blue. Now who gon' go for him? Probably be the same crew. And banging this your religion, it's like a sin not to. A lot of niggas ain't cut from that same cloth. Then I give him space, gotta play it safe. Cause hard niggas turn holy when they catch a case. I still bark real talk, I never fake. I'm high park late night, still chopping. And grind with the homies, serve dimes with the homies. From dope spots, peeking out blinds with the homies, still looking for a better way. The smokers keep coming, dropping work, and they buck another day, another dollar to make. And I'll be on the block all night, grinding, I don't take no breaks. I'll be on the all day, grinding, I don't take no breaks. All night, grinding, I don't take no breaks. Hey, cause I do it the hustler way. Hey man, it's Lil Boat man, 19 years old, stun on everybody with Ben Baller, the biggest baller, you feel me? All my ice is real, uh, just to let them know. <laughs> so yo man, I got a very special guest in the house, you know what I'm saying? My man came all the way from NYC, you know what I'm saying? He's like one of the very few motherfuckers I fuck with in this jewelry game. And I don't know why. It's just something about his whole swagger. You know what I'm saying? It's his whole, for real, man. Like, ever since I met the dude, I just fuck with his entire aura, every bit about him. If 
he was gay you know i i try to get with him but you know he's he's always you know turned me down <laughs> so yo man who yo man please tell the people what your name is new york we're in here greg you know what's going on hold on no what's your, what's your name bro greg you know that's what you go by yes okay so i know him as mr flawless that's you know not my name what are you talking about bro i don't go by mr flawless it's greg you know okay man so so you you from new york city yes sir born and raised in queens 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 stand up okay what part of queens man fresh meadows Started off in Forest Hills, ended up in Fresh Meadows. Oh, so you a little rich boy, Forest Hills. Okay, nah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Fresh Meadows. Okay, so check it out, man. Um, I just want to get right into it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you a jeweler. How long you been a jeweler for? I'm going on 10. I'm approaching 10 years, November. 10 years as a jeweler. How'd you get in the game, bro? I just started working, you know, for some family and uh, ended up here. <laughs> you know how it goes. <laughs> There's, there's, okay, you know, you, we'll keep it short on that. be very careful, you know. I, I get it, I get it. I know um, my man is in a situation, is some fucking, and um, he briefed me on it, but uh, he's a very respectful person, and I appreciate that. So, you know, you've been in there. Um, just tell me, man, like, name drop some some of your top clients, man. I mean, let's start with, let's, let's start with Floyd. Floyd's one of them, one yeah. of my favorites. Um, Iman Humphreys. Okay. We have... Uh, Victor Cruz, um, Cruz, Raekwon. Oh, Raekwon. Okay, that's we my love guy. Raekwon. Yeah, Vic is my guy too, though. Victor Cruz is my guy too. Who else? Uh, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. We did a little with Rihanna. Drake. I mean, let's okay. go on. You got some people. You got some. I don't really like name dropping, but no, I'm, I'm just curious. I want the. I want, listen, it's not about you. It's about I want the people to understand. Okay. That, you know why I decide to fuck with you. you know what I'm saying like I know you know like. You fuck with that that uh, the boy band dude, uh, Liam. Liam Payne. Yeah, he's a good boy. Yeah, good dude. So like, you know, I got a question, man. Before we start stirring up some shit, you know, I'm just asking the basic. I want people to understand who you, you know, who you are and everything. Like, what was the dopest piece you ever made? Dopest piece I've ever made, I'd have to say, was um, that TMT piece for Floyd. It was the money team joint, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Sick. Two hundred and forty-three carats. It was Yo, canaries. That shit was crazy with the ten carat bail. Oh, that shit was the, crazy. The fancy yellow. So how much did that joint cost? The piece alone was like damn near almost 400. 400,000? 400, just the piece. Right. And so that was a, it was a 18 karat yellow gold, right? 18 karat yellow gold mixed with white. Right. Um, how heavy was the joint? Uh, I'd say about like 360 grams. Okay, so it was chunky. It was chunky. And imagine like these people don't understand that, you know, that are listening to us like, 360 grams, and you're talking about solitaire stones. Mm -hmm. We ain't talking about little, you know, little chips and pave, some melly diamonds. We're talking about big rocks on that motherfucker. 360 is it? That's a piece. You know what I'm saying? You feel it on your chest, right? It's, it's, it's when it when it hits the table, you just it clunks. Right. So you know, check it out, man. So you know, speaking of, cause uh, this episode is dropping on on Nipsey's birthday, and uh, rest in peace, Nipsey Hustle, man. You know, I already spoke on that. It's such an amazing guy, old friend of mine, and um, you got to work with Nipsey too. I made a piece for him. Um, never got a chance to get it to him. Um, slow put me on FaceTime with him. And we spoke for like a second, and I was supposed to get it to him. I had to fix up some things. Which piece was this? It was the fuck Donald Trump. Oh yeah, I posted it. Remember, I posted it on my page, and he's yeah, seen yeah. it. I tagged him. He's seen it. You know what I'm saying? We talked about it, and um, yeah, no, that piece was fucking dope, bro. I yeah, I, I think I. You know what? 
you were out of town when I came by the new spot and um, I wanted to wear the chain. But uh, your brother was going to let me wear it too. It was trippy just because like, fuck it. But then I thought about like, yo, man, listen, as much as I don't like that orange hair motherfucker, I didn't want to like, like I didn't need any more drama as far as like, you know, I'm not going to take a public stance and say it. Like, I mean, I've said some things, but you know, like, I know my agent and manager all that want me to bring up anything political, you know what I'm saying? But, right, but he made the song, so I was kind of going yeah. off of that. It wasn't, you know. But you did make a Nipsey piece. I did. And that was for I, his that, wife, right? So Charlemagne, shout out to Charlemagne, um, he commissioned me to make a piece for Lauren London. And then he liked the way it came out. He's like, make two of them. So I ended up making um, that profile picture That's that went viral. No, it was a beautiful picture. Thank you. It's beautiful. In fact, you know, we might use it for the cover shit for this. So, listen, we all got political. We're nice. You know what I'm saying? We, we're keeping it nice and and PG and everything, right? So, you know, we'll get into it right now, bro. You going to get who, me in trouble? Yo. <laughs> Are you going to get me in trouble? Who, who's the worst jeweler in the world, dog? Ooh. I'd have to say tracks, man. Tracks? Yeah. Okay. I just, it's just like the Ikea of jewelry, you know? Like, I, I just don't, you know what I mean? <laughs> it, not, it has nothing to do with him. You know, I'm just... You know, bro, you know, when I think of tracks, I think of eBay. Like, you, so, you, you, so you see what I'm saying? You're an eBay jeweler, you know what I'm saying? It's just like... I, I'm not hating. I'm just saying. I'm not hating, but it's just like, bro, like, why are you buying ad space on Wellstar and like, and doing things? I mean, if it works, it works. I'm not mad at them. It works. Right, good for them. It's just not me. And, you know, I'm just I, saying I it's not like... It's it's not organic, bro. I'm sorry. And have you ever met dude before? I don't know who he is. Oh, you don't know dude? So you don't know if he's with the culture, like if he's really like, you know what I'm saying? Is he... Is he Russian Jew? I don't know what he is. I really mm -hmm. don't. I see him sometimes on Instagram, but I don't know anything about him. Okay, man. So let's get into it, bro. Top three jewelers in the game. Ooh. Top three greatest. That's all, that's all I get? Three? Yeah, just top three. I'm going to have to start with me. Um, you? You. <laughs> so Greg Yuna, Ben Baller, and I would say Elliot. Elliot? Elliot. Okay. I fuck with him. Nah, that's, you know, that's my guy, you know. I got Elliot's phone number, you know, we texting in there, you know what I'm saying? Look, I think he got it. He got it. He's doing his thing. He's doing his thing. I mean, he's a young cat, and, and um, he's on. I just, that's an interesting top three. I appreciate it. Okay, that's cool. That's who, this is for me. No, no, I, I'm asking you, dog. Just straight up, that, and, I, and I appreciate it, you know. And then uh, I wouldn't even have you here if I didn't, if I don't respect you. Like, um, no offense, I could fucking have, I would have called anybody, you know. I fuck with you. Um, What's your opinion on CBDs, bro? I don't fuck with them. Yeah. It's simple. Right. I don't touch it. But like, explain to people what CBDs are. They're just lab-grown stones. It's simple as that. Right. Just grown in a lab. It's all you need to know. There's nothing more to it. Okay, let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen at least a one-carat CBD before in life? I have. Okay. They look amazing. Please tell. Okay. Tell they look so good. What? They're just, they're, I mean, you can't tell. Okay, now, who, who's an OG on 47th Street that I would know? When I say OG, I'm talking about older than me. Name somebody on 47. Uh, Bling. They Bling. Okay. OG. Okay. Have you and Bling ever talked about a CBD before? No. Okay. Now let's just be honest, okay? Mm hmm If you don't have the $15,000 tester, used to be 30000 If you don't have that tester. There's six right now. The, they're, starting the, to, they're, they're starting to make yeah, them. No, they made some for 3000 right. A lot of people are getting and away there was with a them. There was a line down the fucking, around the, the entire uh, right. JCK. But right. what I'm getting at is, if you don't have the $15,000 tester, could David Bling tell it that was a CBD? It'd be tough. No, it, it, it's impossible, bro. It, <laughs> it, it, it'd be, it, you, it's not, it's, it's, no, it's, it's impossible. It's tough. 
especially if it was like a a G color. They make them so. They make it's them impossible. They make them so good. Yeah, I don't even believe it. You know, I'm scared so. to buy back bust downs. That's why I don't buy bust downs back. Yeah, no, I feel you. And My for, cousin, for those of you who one. don't know what bust downs are, explain to them, Ben. I mean, it's just a. I hate that term. First of all. But it's when you know you fully ice out an entire like Rolex, AP, paddock. Uh, I try not to do this shit personally. You know what I'm saying? We do them here and they're special. But really, I try to talk people out of it. But anyway, so CVDs are just crazy. Um, what's your opinion on HPHT diamonds? High pressure, high temp. I mean, I don't, I don't mind them. I, I offer that to my clients. What? Yeah. I mean, I'm, ben, I'm a hustler, man. Oh, you offer them? Or I mean, you, you, give I, them, I, I, you give them the option. I give them the option. Okay. Let me rephrase. I give them the now, option. Explain to people, like, if they get, like, a a one-carat VSH, you know, like, let's just say, like, you know, retail could be anywhere between six to $7,500 for that one-carat stone, right? Mm -hmm. what, tell the people, what would an HPHT diamond, a one-carat VS, VS, you know what I'm saying? Like, why, why are you doing me like that? I'm just telling you, what, like, what would that run, just so you know? Half? <laughs> Can I live? What are you doing? Listen, what are you doing? Listen. That I don't fuck with that period. <laughs> no, just I because. offer. Listen, I offer that to people because listen, a lot of people are in different, you know, brackets. Okay, so so what about okay, if it comes between CE or HPHT, what do you, what do you? Know? I like them both. You like them? Both? I like them both. I feel like maybe listen, Greg, you might have to come off my list a little bit. You know, I have to, no, I have to bring you down because a you have. Listen to me. I I have Blue Magic, and then I have you know the the rest of the stuff like the right. stuff that I make. You have work. I have work. Right. But I mean. You have to have, you know, in okay, order to make okay. money in this business, okay. you have to let, have it. Let me, let me re-clarify this. HPHT CE on custom made pieces is a complete no-no, correct? Correct. I don't play with that. No, I'm talking about engagement rings. Yeah. When you see good HPHTs in a piece, it's so fucked up. I don't it's even... fucked up, doc. I've seen it. Don't even try to tell me you don't see it on the on forty seventh. There's so much shit going on over there, though. Yeah, it's I mean, scary. Yeah, you know, what I mean, I'm just, I'm just, you know. No, I'm talking about my pieces are pre like premium. I don't touch anything else. Everything is just high level. No, high I mean, the, the, you know, you really at one point you were doing some cool things, and then like I saw you step it up a notch. Um, even the the bust down. Remember, I got that uh that monster, that 44 AP from you, that yellow gold joint, and the mm -hmm. motherfucker was crazy, you know what I'm saying? And it was like, it was really done right. You know, it's 500 fucking, half a kilo in gold. And, and you know, like, that was my first piece I got from you, you know what I mean? It was like super dope. This was during the Your, your Jewelry Ain't Shit era, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? That was actually a beautiful campaign that me and you did. That collab was dope, but you know, so going back to what I was saying, you know, 47th is fucked up. Like, what's it like working on 47th Street? Hmm. It's like a, it's like a college campus. Everybody's always in your business. <laughs> uh, but I love it. The nitty gritty. You can't yeah. walk down that block without being harassed. I don't care if you're a fucking... No, I mean, come on. Yeah. I walked down the block. Either, okay, either half the people know who I am and they're like, hey, go to my store. Like, Why would I want to come to your store? Or, because they don't realize like, I'm a real full service dude. Like I have, you know, I own my inventory. Like I don't memo shit. But like, then the other half is like, hey, you want to buy, you know, buy gold? What do you got? You know, I walked down there. I've been walking down that street for 10 years and I get harassed. You buy gold? You buy yeah. gold? It's crazy. So, if you could have a store anywhere else besides your store on 47th, where would it be? Probably Soho. Oh, shit, for real. Yeah. You'd have in Soho before, like, Miami or L.A.? I, I mean, yeah. I love New York. New York yeah. is just my place. You know that, Ben. Yeah. You, like, just, you really love New I York. I love New York. Yeah. You don't mind the cold weather? I need it. 
Makes me appreciate the heat. Yeah. You remember that that photo shoot we did in the snow? It was fucking snowing. It was like minus two degrees. And it was snow all in the street. And we took a picture in front of a Brinks truck. Mm -hmm. An armored truck. That motherfucker was legend. That was a legend. Mm -hmm. And hold on, who shot that? Did Tim shoot that? Timmy, 13 Witness, yeah. Shout out to 13 Witness, man. Shout out to Futura. Shout out to that whole family, that whole bloodline. Those are my guys. That was some, that was a shit. I actually got some of my best pictures during that era. You know what I mean? That's one thing I appreciate about you. You always have a shooter on deck. And um, what's the black chick's name? She was dope too. Uh, uh, Maury Lauren. She's the best. That's my partner. Yeah. And I love it because you always had a shooter and it was like, it, you really took, like me, I'm just like, I have a professional photographer in my team, but like. You don't really, care. And you don't care anymore. You're yeah. so over this shit. Yeah. I mean, you know, she really keeps it on point. You keep it crispy with that. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know. Got a few more questions for you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Before we get into this thing, you know. So, name some jewelers who hate on you. I'll be honest. I feel like all of them do. Low key. Name, name one jeweler that hates on you, bro. Say it. Stop being all politically correct. Okay, I'm, it's not even... I mean... I, I'm peaceful with everybody, Ben. Don't do that to me. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Why are you doing this shit? <laughs> they all do. Man, bro. Okay, so you're peaceful, right? Mm-hmm. Then hold on, man. Like, you know, years ago when I met you, you know what I'm saying? You went to jail for slapping the jeweler, you know what I'm saying? Like, you tell me about that, man. You slapped. <laughs> what, what happened, Ben. What happened, bro? Why you, why you, why you slapped the dude? He was talking shit. He what was, was he saying? I, he, was just, he was just talking shit on Instagram. And it's like, if you're in LA and you're talking shit, is one thing. But if you're on that block and you're talking shit, right. I'm going to see you. And then what, what happened? I saw him. <laughs> I mean, did, what do you say when you pull up on him? I didn't let him speak. What are you talking about? Tell me. You gonna make me get in trouble, Ben? Bro, you already. I, I mean, I, I ran up on him, Ben. I, I, okay. I smacked the shit out of him. I ended up, you know, okay. hurting his face. And I heard he got a couple shots on you. I didn't get touched. <laughs> I don't get touched, Ben. Oh man, bro. So check it out, man. You know what? I was going through your IG, and I was going through like pictures and shit, and going through different things, and and um. Just the interesting shots that you choose and how precise they are and everything else. And I appreciate detail. Sometimes I get into it. I would love to get into it more sometimes I have the patience, but I'm a perfectionist. Obviously, you know that I don't let anything leave my hands mm. unless it's perfect. But speaking of like perfect, that $18 million Jacob and co-watch, yo, that fucking, what's this shit called? You know the, called? the billionaire. It's called the billionaire, the billion- right? I actually helped that play. I made that play happen, believe it or not. You made what play happen? That sale. What sale? The Floyd Mayweather sale with that Jacob. You talking about no dog? dog Tadashi sold that watch I mean, uh, from Japan. Tadashi yeah, sold that I pl- watch. Yeah, I, I actually plugged Tadashi with with Floyd. I made that. He actually called. He called me at nine a.m. in New York, and he's like, "Floyd's in Japan right now. I'm at a rooftop, and he's there. Can you connect me?" And I I always liked Tadashi. He was just always a sweetheart to me. So I was like, "All right, give me one second. So I reached out to Pat, his his security guard. Right. His head security guard at the time. And I was like, look, my homies, is one of my homies is going to come up to you and show you a picture of yourself. Let him through, bring him to Floyd. He's like, got you. So I send a picture to Tadashi wow. of Patrick. And he showed it to him. He brought him through. And then the next thing, you know. Yo, so did Tadashi break you off? Uh, he's supposed to. Yo. We'll, we'll get to him. We'll get to him. Nah, bro. He owe you some paper. That was a big fucking sale. Yeah, we'll get to him. I think people- It's not even a sale. I mean, he grew. 
I, li- I like to see like Tadashi's a he's a cool cat. Like I want to see you know I want to see everybody win. There's enough I money. I like to see everyone eat. There's enough money. But the problem is with everybody. There's enough money for everybody here. Everybody yeah. just is always butthurt over some like, you know what I'm saying? Some bullshit yeah. sale. I mean, Broadhurst jewelers were like hiring people to pick people up at the airport, and like spend time with those city and talk to other jewelers when they get to New York City. And I'm like, what kind of fucking lame ass shit is this? Who has time for that? I don't know, dog. I'm asking you. I I, I don't know. I, I never heard some shit like that. Wow, man, that's some that's some crazy shit. The fuck was I gonna ask you, man? You let know? me let me let me ask you. Who 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 who's your top three? Well, I mean, bro, you saw this morning I dropped that list. You know what I'm saying? So like, I mean, don't you know what? Don't even don't even give it to them. I want to ask you why. TB Johnny's twenty. Like, I mean, why is he twenty? To be real with you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard to come up with twenty jewelers. Period. Should have been a top ten list, but like. You know, people be like, oh, man, you didn't put Johnny on there. You know, he a hater because he shouldn't even be on the list. But I was like, you know what? I'll put him at number 20. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's let's be completely honest right now. Like, I don't care about what his personality is, whatever. You know, he's a nice guy. He's, you know, I respect the fact that he's an immigrant, came from Vietnam, you know, came from nothing for real, and he made something happen. But let's just be fucking truly honest, man. Like, his jewelry is trash, bro. Am, am I lying? Um, I mean, I've I seen I see worse. But he's, I mean. On a one to 10, dog, what's that level of TV Johnny's working with? Mm. <laughs> three? Three? Two, three. Yeah, it's like a one, two, man. So my issue is, do you even think he got anything VS2G anywhere in his store? I'm sure he plays with it. I mean, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I've, I mean, anything that came across my hands from him wasn't it. Yeah. It was what? I1, I2. I can't even, I wouldn't even be able to grade it. So I1, I2, dark, K, M, N color. But that's what they're buying over there. Uh, but regardless, you, you get what I do. You know what I'm saying? You understand like he's like, oh, I'm the king of bling. I'm, no, you're not. But, he's, right. but he moves weight. Good for him. I can move weight too. Right. I could go ahead and do some shit and just move a bunch of bullshit, but that wasn't that wasn't why I was nominated and why I won Jeweler of the Year in 2017. These motherfuckers wasn't even nominated. You feel me? Like Jacob's been nominated many times, and there's other people and like Chris Aaron, whatever, and you know Jason of Beverly Hills. But like, what I'm getting at is, did you see that Godzilla piece he made? Just be truthful, dog. I have. Okay. Do you realize that they offered me the job first? I just couldn't do it. One, the budget wasn't right. Two, it just wasn't enough time, and it was just it wasn't something I want to be attached to. They gave me the job first. Uh, a lot of people come to me with something first. And I just didn't want. I didn't want to be attached to that film and everything. And no disrespect to O'Shea Jackson, that's my boy. But how fucking terrible was that Godzilla piece, bro? But, um, but you're asking the wrong. I'm, I'm critical. You know how I yeah, feel dogs about. Yeah, dog. So tell like, me. I mean, you know, you saw the diamond setting. It was fucking terrible. It was a hatchet job. It was. Did you see the fucking? It was like silver. Like it was terrible. It was just. Grade that from one to ten, bro. One. The Godzilla piece. Okay. I get a motherfucker zero, even though it's one to tie. I give it a zero. But other than that, you know, I'm sure you think he's a sweetheart and whatever. I, I like him. As, I met him before. He's a nice guy. I've met him many times, you know what I'm saying? But he's just, he's a... But we're talking work. We're not talking about the people. We're talking, you know, craftsmanship. Yeah. I mean, he's he's just fucking trash. So let me ask you a question, man, right now. You know what I'm saying? So like, um, how many employees do you have right now working for you? I have a team. You have a team? Mm-hmm. You don't want to get specific. Mm-mm. 
I have a really good team. Man, you a weirdo, dude. I just, I, you know. Jay Frost is part of the team? Yeah, that's my guy. Shout out to Jay Frost. Fuck Jay Frost. He can't even help me get a cab no more, bro. <laughs> Motherfucker be tripping, bro. My brother Eddie helps out here and there. Your brother's a good dude. How many employees you got working for you now? I got like 20 employees, bro, probably with Ivan Co, man. Man, what's good with uh, Ken and G? I see them over there doing that tang. So, oh, man. That just I, opened up some shit? Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for this joint, you know. Um, <laughs> you know what, man? Ken, man, he, I know he tried to mean well. And uh, Ken was working for some dude who this uh, Chinese, like, he's an entrepreneur cat. And um, he was always making moves. He was, he was, but he, he made moves, you know. And um, I met Ken in China. And he was a translator for this dude. He was part of this, this team. And he's everything that's wrong with Instagram. Like, posting in front of cars he don't own. Posting shit he don't own. And just that whole lifestyle. And, like, it's just weird. Like, he's the type of dude to get $3,000 and spend... 3800 on clothes so he'd be negative 800 you know what i'm saying after getting the three like getting that bag. my kind of guy yeah <laughs> you know and like you know like he'd be like in saint laurent pants and everything and whatever and just dude didn't respect like you know what i didn't like is this man what would you do if one of your employees like uh okay for instance ronnie don't really wear jewelry ronnie five ronnie five yeah he don't really nah. wear jewelry. now could you imagine if he decided to take a meeting with ronnie like he just went one day and decided to meet up with Ronnie and want to talk to Ronnie about jewelry. I'm being dead serious. How would you feel about that? And he's trying to talk to him about getting jewelry. Like, why don't we get some collabs going? Why don't we do this? One of my people? That's what I'm saying. That's not his place. Yeah. You understand that, right? Now, yeah. the thing is, you don't want to do a collab with all that because if you did, you'd do it and it's just like, that's your man and that's jewelry ain't really his thing. Right. Okay. He reached out to like Don C, this dude can, man. He's like fucking something else and try to have my, you know, my one of my cousins go meet with them. And I'm like, Bro, why are you talking to my people, bro? Like, he's like, I got this idea. I'm just like, dog, like, do you know what I mean? You know how corny that is? You know, you know how bad it actually makes me look to Don, too? Yeah, because me and Don know each other for so long. So, yeah, man, Ken is just a, he just, we couldn't get along, man. He just, he reached out to like Kendall Jenner. He's like, yo, I got, she wants to make a grill. Next thing I know, I get a phone call from like, you know what I'm saying? Her man at the time, her man's like, yo, bro, how the fuck are you gonna have some peon? reach out to my girl? This is Kendall Jenner, dog. Like, how you gonna have some peon run out to my, like, for real, like a peon? Come and pull up, try to get, you know, my girl to do a grill. Like, bro, like, she need to deal with you. You feel me? And I'm like, yo, man, like, I'll handle it. Don't worry about it. So I ended up handling the deal, whatever, blah, blah. And he just didn't understand. Like, he just, I honestly think his head didn't click right. Like, he just, something in his brain, like, you know what I mean? Like, 2 plus 2 equals 4.7. It don't equal 4. Like, it's it's almost there, but it's not. And just, you know, after a certain, so many, you know, a few things, man, you know, he got caught up in Vegas with some broad and, just stupid things, you know what I'm saying? And, and and so finally, we just had to let dude go, you know what I mean? It was just on some shit. So he went out, and I think he's doing jewelry now something and doing something else, and he got some little brand or whatever, and, you know, good for him. But G is a, you know, G's a solid dude, man. G, you know, it's unfortunate. G had got into it with someone in my family, and that was kind of like, fuck, it was beyond me. G's from my hood. In fact, he repped it tough. Dude's a real gangster from Koreatown, and, um, at the end of the day, I got to say this, man. You know, people can feel this or that, feel a certain type of way about me, but let me be real with you. You've brought people at, on, right? Like, Jay Frost is in kind of in jewelry, but he's not in jewelry. You know, he's, he's on your team. But, like, I brought two dudes, you know, whether they came on directly with me or with my cousin or whatever. Two dudes came on, 
I definitely had some inspiration of them being a jeweler. And these two dudes came on and never in their lives, if you went five years ago, six years ago, seven years ago, never in their minds they think they'd be making jewelry as a career to make money. Do you know what I'm saying? Like both these guys didn't really have, you know, jobs that were popping, paying them anything, you know, were they driving, you know, decent whips or anything. And like both these dudes are making jewelry, you know, they're selling jewelry, they're, they're in jewelry business now. Don't you think that demands some kind of respect? Like respect the motherfucker put you on. Uh, yeah. If you wasn't even thinking about doing jewelry and someone put you in the jewelry game, mm -hmm. no matter what you had with a business partner or anything else, you got to sit there and be like, yo, I wouldn't even be doing jewelry if it wasn't for Ben or wasn't for Greg. You feel my, you mm -hmm. feel my situation? I do. So yeah, man, you know, so that was that, whatever, man, it's all good, man, you know, but there's nobody else you could think of right now that, uh, what you think about that list? I think it's a pretty decent, I think it's missing some people. It is? Tell me who's missing. I think Eric the Jeweler deserves a spot in that in that one. Okay, who's Eric the Jeweler? Eric the Jeweler, he's he's young young bull in, in the Diamond District, little hustler. Oh, he's in he's he's in forty seven? Mm, man. Okay. I think he deserves to be on the list. Okay. I'm I'm gonna check dude out. Who else, man? Richie Rich. From from Nectar. He deserves to be on the list. Who's that? From Nectar on the, on right on the towards towards Sixth Avenue on Forty Six. I know Nectar. Richie. Oh man, the little young cat, the little, yeah, little young. Yeah, that's the homie. He's oh, doing his man. thing though. You know when I met dude, he's like so young and so green. You know what he's I'm saying? He's a cute kid, but they're all growing up now. Oh, he's doing. He's, he's yeah. big boy. He's, he's growing I mean, up. Now. I, I see them. You know what I mean? They're in that space. Richie should have made that list. I feel. Wow. I feel Eric for sure. Okay. Before I let you go, man, why don't you tell the people how uh, we met? I was gonna punch you in your face. You forgot? Nah, man. You nah, definitely was I would have stabbed uh, you, bro. Da so Dana, shout out to Dana. He, um, I remember coming in the jewelry game and it was you, it was uh, Dave Bling, and I guess it was Jacob the Jeweler at the time. And nobody really stood out to me. You know what I'm saying? You were from the culture and I was like, you know, this is somebody I'd like to work with. It's like, if we're not going to work together, we're going to end up having some kind of drama down the line. Right. So I asked my man, Dana, who's from LA. I was like, yo, can you get me Ben's number? He's like, yeah, yeah, I got you. And I remember reaching out like, yo, bro, I respect your shit. I like what you do. I want to yeah, put out the shirt. No, you was very respectful. It was a cool dude. I feel like uh, we had a lot, you know. I feel no, like I we, 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 had listen, a good, we had a good run. Listen, bro. In seven years, me and you never had no drama. Never had no issues. That's saying a lot, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's very few people I can say were allies in the game. I was able, I was able to take a lot from you, and I, you know, I learned a lot from your stuff. I copied some stuff. I, I made it mine. You know, I, I definitely, you know, took from and made better. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking bucket, bro. You tripping? <laughs> you know what's funny is uh one of the things I want to touch on is like, you know, we uh we created the micro piece, um like 11, 12 years ago, and then we patented. It. You know, we owned that micro Jesus piece, and like. You came out with the Pico Jesus. And I was always like, how do I be better than this fucking guy? <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, you did your thing. And then, um, one, I really uh, thank you, man. So it's an honor because I fuck with you so heavy. And it's, it's an honor for you to um, say that I influenced you and that I was, you know, somewhat of inspiration when you was coming into the Absolutely. game. Absolutely. And that's dope. Um, before we leave, you know what I'm saying? I just like the last thing. What are your fa some of your favorite pieces that you didn't make? Hmm. Actually, just the other day, what's it called? Um, uh, Aviani's made that um, bandana sh shit that goes around his neck for Blueface. 
Oh yeah, I, I saw that. I didn't, I didn't really get too deep into it, but yeah. I, I, didn't, I like watched the rest of the video, bro. I'm like, that know. shit was fire. I think the concept is cool. It, it went around his face. Like it, went, it, around, it goes around your neck. It was a bandana, the blue bandana that goes around, wore it around his neck. I wonder how heavy that shit is. It's, cr it's crazy. Shout out to um, Izzy and Joe. I fuck with them. Izzy's my guy. Izzy's my fucking dog, man. I fuck with them. I mean, but like, you know, historical shit, like there's some pieces that, that you really fuck with. I like with, uh, Elliot did that thing for um, Takeoff, the the astronaut shit. Yeah, the NASA shit. Yeah, that was cool. Um, I love what you did for Kid Cudi. Fire. Cudi, peace. Appreciate that you, was, man. That was nice. It, it was so simple and clean. And then the Murakami thing you did for Balvin. Yeah, no, that's that was that 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 some one. of the best work. Yeah, that's actually one of my favorite pieces. No, I appreciate it, bro. But what about like anything old school? Like, I mean, I remember Jacob did something for for Ye, that that big clunky Jesus piece. It was for his video shoot. I don't think he made that Horace. I think he. I think he, did he? I think the he, gigantic that, one. I think he did. Eh, I, well, I'm a big fan of that. What about you? What you got? Favorite pieces? I'm trying to think, man. You know what, man? Give me something good. No, you you made a you made a TMT piece, not the one I was talking about. That was crazy. It had that fucking gigantic canary stone in the middle. The dollar sign. The dollar sign. Yeah, it was a pendant. How much was that motherfucker? Like one point three mil. That motherfucker was so badass, man. That shit was. That was one of my favorite pieces. That you know, um, it was a thirty-seven carat fancy vivid. Elliot made a piece for Cardi B. It was a it was a blood symbol at the hand. Mm -hmm. With the nail polish, the enamel. That was probably my favorite piece that I've seen Elliot make. I, I don't know what it was. I just fucking love that piece. Like, that piece hit hard with me. Um, all the BBC ice cream, Bape era shit that Jacob made for Pharrell and Nigo. In fact, all Nigo's pieces, man, and Bape heads, the shits were so fucking fire. Mm -hmm. Shits were so, they go so hard, man. I have that magazine with Nigo and all those chains that Yeah, he yeah, the nylon. Um, there is this, uh, I know it sounds silly, it's just, but like for a girl, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even know what her name is. I feel bad. I don't really follow, but the City Girls piece, did you ever see that piece? Mm -mm. There's a City Girls piece that I think Young, Mi Young Miami's in City Girls, right? Mm -hmm. Young Miami's wearing the City Girls piece and uh, it had all baguettes in it and it just said City Girls. It was just clean, bro. It was, it was done right, man. Yeah, I could appreciate it. For, for a girl, it was dope, you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, man, you know, those are the pieces I fuck with. Uh, anything else you think you've seen like recently that you fuck with? Like on some newer shit. Mm, I like the baguette stuff that's going around right now. I like the new baguette wave. I love baguettes. I've always, that's always why I've been a sucker for baguettes. Not you know what I'm saying? I just, I wasn't feeling it at first and they just started growing on me. And now I like it a lot. Yeah. So let me ask you a question, man. Um, what's your take on 10 karat gold, bro? I mean, that's entry level shit. I mean, do you sell 10 karat gold like pieces? or If somebody requests, I, I usually don't. I don't carry it. Yeah, no, I don't care. But if like they request it, if it's in, you know, if it's a, enough. Now we talking about the South. It's like ninety percent ten karat gold, and they, you know, you yeah. see out there. Yeah, I've even seen motherfuckers have eight karat gold, which is not even legally fucking gold, like legally not gold. But there's a lot of fuckery going on in this in this game. That's that's the thing though in this game. It's a, it's a lot of fuckery. There's so many ways to scam and and get money. Yeah. What's the lowest grade diamond you're gonna go on on a custom piece? I like VS and everything. Yeah, it's gotta be right. VS, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. When it's my personal, like, you know what, man? You made was it Floyd? You made Floyd a canary cushion cut cross. Mm -hmm. Like they were like one carats each. Mm -hmm. Was it two carats? I think it was two. 
two and a half. That motherfucker was saucy, bro. That bitch was. That shit remind me of something that Graf makes, and you have to understand that Graf is the greatest jewelry house. Like out, like Cartier is dope, Van Cleef is dope, but Graf is like they're the Bugatti of jewelry. So it's just like who uh like what jewelry houses do you fuck with? Like on a real high end level. I mean, Graf is is it's the greatest. Is, I mean. That's like a dream of mine to, you know, get it to that place. But I don't fuck with Tiffany and Co. Like that shit is just whatever. They got classic shit, but I'm just like not. They ain't pressing the bar. You know what I'm saying? Graph, graph is it? Yeah, graph is it for sure. Um, Harry Winston. Yeah. So let me ask you a question, man. What you think about uh, down south jewelers in general? I mean, I I don't really pay attention to them. (laughs) It's just it looks like just I don't know. It's junk. It's just. It's it, a, they don't really care, right? Like, it's just, it's junk. Like, have you ever seen any of the pieces from Icebox? I have. And what, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you see like a detailed piece from Icebox? I mean, I, I, so Yachty came to my store one day and he had yeah. a bunch of shit from them. I mean. Speak on it, bro. I, don't, I, I just don't see the craftsmanship there. I feel like it could be so much tighter. Okay, but like I feel like if you're if you're in a place where you're being watched and you're being looked at, yeah, just step it up. I mean, did you ever see that piece they did for was it Little Pump? It looked like a Chucky or something. I don't know. That, that was cool. Okay, you saw the detail and everything, but I'm trying to specifically tell the followers like, do you notice like it was like, okay, Greg, I'm gonna smack you in a second. If you look at those pieces and you notice those pieces, there's one thing that comes to mind more than anything. That shit's straight fucking cad machine set like yeah you can see straight. but you but you but but, but they like, but they don't know that i know like the audience doesn't know that but you know we what do. i mean right like that's straight china india made like do you know what i'm saying like that shit's not made in america am i am i lying bro i'm i'm, I'm sorry dog i, I mean they, they might have the facility to, to to make that here but you know what i'm talking about i know what you're talking about yeah that shit look crazy to me bro i'm just you know man um, you trying to be a little too politically correct you scared you know what I'm saying and like you know so I can see you getting scared ouch so you know I'm gonna ask you right now Um, you want me to talk you know Ronnie Fogg was like you better go up there and talk your shit <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Ronnie Fogg man by the way you know cause we, we, we outro you know what I'm saying so you got any shout outs you got I mean shout out to Jay Frost my right hand man my brother Eddie Reb Ronnie Fogg for always keeping it you know, he keeps me super drippy, that boy. He's just savage right now, that kid. Oh, I'm happy for Ronnie, man. He's doing a lot of big things. Got crazy, gigantic corporate, you know, spot, uh, collaborations. You know, he's the Miami store, LA store. I'm really proud of him, he's man. You just, know, he's, 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 he's really, you know, really entrepreneur, you know. One day, maybe he can hire me, you know what I'm saying? I can work for him or something. You know? I'm trying to work for him. But yeah, man, you know, I don't really have a lot of shout outs. You know, the people who I love, they all know who they are. But one person, I just, it's weird, man. I feel like he don't get the credit and like... I want to shout out Will the Boss, man. That's my guy. Will. New York City. And uh, yo, check it out, man. Listen, man. That is the end of episode three, Behind the Baller. Yo, if you got, you know what I'm saying, something to say, go to that post of my top 20 list. You know what I'm saying? Leave a comment. And, uh, you know, my man Greg Yuna's Instagram page is at Greg Yuna. Spell it out. G-R-E-G-Y-U-N-A. Okay. And uh, hashtag P-R-I-D-E, you know what I'm saying? And the rainbow. Um, listen, <laughs> Greg, I, re- I really want to thank you for coming out. For real, man, this was fucking dope. We got to speak on jewelry. We definitely got to come back and touch on more shit. You know what I'm saying? We got to do this a little more, you know, maybe like periodically next time you come to L.A. 
Let's see. Yeah, let's see what they feel. I want to see how they feel about that list. Okay, well, how you feel about that list? Leave the comments in the, you know in the comment section of the of the list. And yo, we out, Miles. Cue that motherfucking Lakey.